0: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shanik. And I'm Corey. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in today. Also, if you have not left a review, please do so. Do Also, it. share it on social media. We would love to hear it. from your friends and uh, your family. And uh, yeah, get the word out. Get the word I out. I think this podcast is awesome. We do, but we're biased. <laughs> yeah, because not only do we you know, put out the podcast, but I also listen. And sometimes I just get encouraged from myself. I guess that's okay.
1: I took notes from you the other day. You said something in the, in the podcast and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's really good. It's, I didn't have that written down. So yeah. Yeah. yeah we learn from each other. <laughs> well, this week's question of the week is what is one thing that can instantly make your day better?
0: My day is made better. Anytime Melanie text me out of the blue and not for like, Hey, something's wrong at the house, or hey, you need to go pick up Isaac, or any of that stuff. But when she just says, hey, I'm thinking about you, or hey, I know your day's probably rough, just want you to know I love you, or especially when she sends those texts like, hey, can't wait to see you tonight. And I'm just like those big arms. Oh, well, she doesn't ever say that. (laughs) Apparently, I have T Rex arms. That's a story for another day. He does. But, uh, no, you
1: don't have T-Rex arms. T-Rex arms are small. You have the opposite of T-Rex arms.
0: Well, you got me that shirt. It was a T-Rex, and it said, like, look at my arms or something. <laughs> remember? No, it was
1: to the missile gun show, and they were pointing to, like, missiles.
0: And then also you gave me a shirt that had a I don't Tyrannosaurus Rex on the front with little bitty arms. And said, "Look
1: at my arms." I don't remember that. <laughs> I think that was just a funny thing. That wasn't a no. A,
0: you did it as a joke, you and Reg. Yeah, so you joke.
1: Did. Like you can't make your bed very well if you have T Rex arms. I but don't know. we weren't calling you T Rex arms. <laughs> I thought you were. So I've had it's, this
0: complex for like years. I thought I had T Rex arms. I dude, didn't know even have, what like, that meant.
1: Your knuckles drag on the floor. <laughs> like you have monstrous I know, arms. I know. Uh,
0: Mel says, "Go go gadget arms." <laughs> <laughs> she... she she actually, you know, asked me all the time. She she'll just call me in the kitchen. Hey, I need your go go gadget, gadget arms, and I'm like, what? And I already know that she's got to reach something up high. That is hilarious. Get something from the back go-go seat, and I'll be arms. driving. She's
1: like, all right, go go gadget. Need this out of the back seat. It just it is what it is. I love it. That's a really good answer to the question. Because yeah, what about you? I had a different answer, but I would probably say when Julia, yeah, words of affirmation from her, and not like to do lists or order this from Amazon or anything else. Like when she tells me good things about me as a husband and as a father, those are anybody that does that, honestly. But yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm copying yeah, your we're, answer. We're words, of affirmation, words of, of affirmation. So if you're listening, <laughs> why don't you send your two pastors some <laughs> words <encouragement>. of affirmation? <laughs> yeah, we would love
0: it. But I think you said earlier, you were going to maybe think about saying like when someone like does something yeah, for you.
1: When people do stuff for me that I can't do a great example is you are the guy I call for like stuff around the house. And usually you drop whatever you're doing and come over like that day and do it. And it makes me so happy because I can't do those things. And when people do stuff or get you little gifts, like get you a coffee or someone buys me a pair of Nike, you know, Air Jordan shoes. I'm like pumped, pumped about that. Yeah. Or a new bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Your love language might be gifts thrown in there a little it's bit. It's not. I just. Or don't even like, acts of service from both it's of those words things. of affirmation. I just like little things from other people. So I don't have to spend the money on it. I got gotcha. you probably what it is. Cause I'm cheap, but yeah, there's yeah. the route. I'll probably come up with like a thousand different things. that will make my day better as I'm driving home today. But
0: yeah, no, it's it is all good. It is. And honestly, and maybe this is the appropriate time to talk about it. Like I don't just show up like that and do things for you or other people just to bring you all enjoyment. Like I, get enjoyment out of that. Oh, and so it's there's selfish. something like wrong. I think about that. It's a little bit of that Superman complex. Like, look at me coming to save the day. Wow. You should work on that <laughs> I, but I, I with have other people, not with me. It. No, I've been working on it. <laughs> not with me. No, I, I'm <laughs> getting ready to tell, you no a lot,
1: <laughs> please. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just messing. I, I do got to work on my boundaries though, but what are we, what are we talking about today? Day. Episode 23. Uh, man, episode 23. Thank you for listening this long, peeps. For real, that's awesome. But today, I think we just want to talk about living life where it's easy and light mm-hmm. and not hard and heavy. And we get this idea, of course, from from Jesus. What is it? Matthew chapter 11. And uh, he just says, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it's this... Call to really just follow him and a life lived following after Jesus should not be hard and heavy. It should be easy and light. And if it's hard and heavy, man, we got to talk about that and evaluate why it's so hard and heavy. And not that we won't go through difficult seasons, not that we won't go through times where, you know, our job or life or parenting or being the, the spouse we need to be. Not that sometimes it will be difficult. That's not what it's saying. But If it's only leading to a place where you're always frustrated, burned out, wore out, and never filled with excitement or joy, man, you
1: got to do some evaluation. For sure. And in episode 12, a while ago, we talked about uh, this idea of, are you anxious? And we, we brought this idea of, you know, and not a new idea of peace and what destroys your peace and rest and understanding that rest in the scriptures is always talking about completion and security. And that's our identity as sons and daughters. It's permanent. The works based on what Jesus accomplished, they already all happened. Like, you don't work for anything in the kingdom of God, but we do work from the position that we already possess right. in Christ. And I love that idea, because like you said, Matthew 11, um, 28 to 30, it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if it's if life right now is hard and heavy, and we're not saying you won't have hard and heavy seasons, but if your relationship with Jesus is hard and heavy, then what are you carrying that you need to put at his feet? Right. Because... This has been a verse that probably for the last two years you've challenged me with, we've wrestled with, we've contemplated as pastors like there are certain seasons in ministry that are just hard and heavy and, and dealing with certain types of people, hard and heavy. And it's like, that shouldn't be. If It probably goes back to the Superman theory. Are we trying to be Superman in this person's yeah. life? Are we Are we having a savior complex? Because certain aspects of ministry are hard and heavy and it's a perfect time to reflect them, man. Yeah,
0: but it shouldn't be if all we're doing is connecting people to yeah. Jesus and teaching people to hear from the spirit for themselves. Yes. You know, and let me just read it. Just the, the full three verses right there. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, uh, this is Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think you said it correctly. Like in our relationship with Jesus, in being the church, if we find that to be hard and heavy, then we're doing something wrong. Because Jesus said a life lived with him and yoke to him should be easy and light.
1: I love it. And he says, learn from me. And ultimately that's talking about a word that is a trigger word for my wife. Dun, dun, dun. Let's hear it. It's relax. <laughs> relax. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, make go. You know, I don't even know what it says there, but yeah, I, Shane, I know the. I know started it. bobbing his head and it threw me off with my thought. But if we're your wife, yeah, if we're, relax. Yeah, I, I need to stop saying that to her because it's a trigger word. But like seriously, think about your own life. Like, what do you need to chill out about? Because when you look at the life of Jesus and you're learning from him, again, I love that we're talking about. It doesn't mean that you won't go through hard and heavy seasons, but when you have the proper perspective, those hard and heavy seasons aren't. Hard and heavy, inter- or and heavy e- internally, and so it's how can you have internal peace in the midst of external chaos, and becoming an unshakable person. And actually, while you were on sabbatical, you got a half sleeve tattoo. Man, I got some ink done. I think the story of the ink, which I want you to explain, yeah. ties perfectly into what we mean by being. Yeah. Easy so and light.
0: I've I've known I've wanted some tattoo work for man, a long time. Ever since I got my sleeve. No, I'd say for, man, probably a decade ago when I lost all that weight and kind of transformed myself, you know, you can ask my mom, my dad, for some reason, I've always been someone who loved like getting the tattoos, dyeing my hair. I had the, the, what is it called? The tips, French (laughs) tips, (laughs) not French tips. That's like your fingernails, but like the dyed tips, you know, and, and all that blonde Beach bomb on there. And Corey's absolutely making fun of me right now. Insane to, boy <laughs> band. Yeah, pretty Back much. And, you know, I've always wanted tattoos, but never really got them. And also, I didn't really know what I wanted. But um, when I heard this this revelation of the story uh, in the Gospels where Jesus, and he's on a boat and storm comes, but he's sleeping. It's one of my favorite stories to think about and to even preach through. But the disciples wake Jesus up. They are absolutely freaking out about the storm around them, right? Their circumstances and what they find themselves in, in this moment. And they even ask Jesus, don't you care that we drown? Think about it. Asking Jesus, don't you care? Mm -hmm. Like the dude who cares about everything and everybody, they're asking him, don't you care? He gets up, he calms the storm, And he looks at the disciples and he's kind of, I think ticked off a little bit. He says, man, you have little faith. And I always thought that when he said that it meant, man, he was upset that the disciples should have known that they can calm the storm themselves, right? You know, being in a charismatic church and you know, all these messages about faith and you have the faith to calm that storm, just speak to the storm and and all of this, you know, that that's how I was trained. That's what I grew up in. Those Mm -hmm. are the messages that I heard. So that's always what I thought he meant when Jesus said, you have little faith, but just came to realize that that's not what he meant because the biggest faith act in that storm would that have been story. for the disciples to join him sleeping on the boat. Ooh, just relax, 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 Don't take a nap, it. join Jesus, in chilling, why? Because he's in the boat with you. So I got this like line work t- tattoo, which is clouds with rain coming down. There's like the the waves of the sea and a small little boat, and it's just a reminder for me to trust, to not worry, because Jesus is in my boat. So right. I don't have to freak out. I don't have to worry. I can relax knowing that He's with me.
1: I love that. One of the greatest um, challenges that I heard from a, a leader when he said some of us, the greatest step of faith that we can do in our life right now is to go take a nap. Yeah. And I love that because yeah, faith isn't just about rebuking storms in your life. It's sometimes getting to a place where you have so much peace internally that you can take a nap when your life externally seems to be falling apart. And that's super challenging to me. I mean, let's talk a little bit about your sabbatical, right? Because I know you had a couple fears, before you went on sabbatical, giving us reasons of why you shouldn't go on a sabbatical. And it was six weeks long. And as a church leader, even though you had a great team behind you, being able to take it up and, you know, nothing went too crazy. We, you know, didn't burn the church down, but there were some real fears that I think people will be encouraged by from hearing your perspective on, oh man, you're still a human being and you still struggle with your own faith sometimes. And then now that we're, past your sabbatical looking back, I, I want to look back at these fears because I wrote them down. I don't know if you have them in front of you. I wrote down some of your fears that you had before your sabbatical. And now that we're through the sabbat- sabbatical, I want you to speak to and, and look at how stupid some of those fears were Right. because we can.
0: Right. So some of the ones just, and I do have them in front of me that you wrote down, like going into sabbatical, I was afraid of possibly new people not seeing my face and Mm -hmm. getting to know me from the platform or from Sunday mornings or just from different connection times uh, over the, over those two months that I was gone. And part of that is I just felt like as a senior pastor, we do have, we're in a season where we have quite a few new families and new faces that Mm -hmm. we're seeing on a regular basis. And I'm thinking they come in, maybe they've seen me once or twice or been with us for maybe two months, and now I'm leaving for six or seven weeks and they're going to be like, well, wow, what, what the frick? Pastor's already gone and we just got here? Yeah. So I was like, man, I didn't want to let them down. Yeah. And Valid. yeah, and that was Valid. just one of the fears that I had. Another one was just momentum. I don't want to take a step back and this church be put on autopilot and well, let's just go through the motions. Let's just, we have mm-hmm. our systems in place and we'll just bide our time until I get back and then I get back and it's, you know, it, it's at a, you know, slower pace than when I left. Valid again. And then the last one was just And this was kind of, I mean, I had other fears, but you just wrote down these three. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the fears, just going into it, thinking, man, I knew I had a lot of time to step away from ministry. And I've been, I mean, I've been in and around and serving the church my entire life, 41 years. But I've been on staff full-time in ministry, working at the church for the last 16 years. So it's, you know, my parents were the pastors here. So this is like all I've ever known. And I knew stepping away from the daily routines of pastoring from my position as pastor in people's life and stepping away from that. I knew I would have a lot of time to think, to get clarity, to contemplate life and what my life looks like, what direction I want to go, not just as a pastor, but me as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, is this what I want to be doing? Is this what I love to do? Like, and trying to find those different passion levels and areas. Um, And so going into it. I knew all that up front. So I, I talked to you one day, like also one of my fears is like, what if, what if I finally like hear from the spirit really clear that man, God wants to take me in a new direction and yeah. I won't be at Hill city anymore. Yeah. I won't be around. I, you know what I mean? And so those, it wasn't like a super
1: like big We'd fear. We'd have to change the name of this podcast to just two dudes in <laughs> a mic. Cause I'd be gone too.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't like this huge fear. It was just something that crossed my mind. Like, yeah. Oh man. What if I hear from the Spirit and He tells me to do something else? Dude, like, man, I'm freaking out about that a little all, bit. All
1: of these fears are valid and heard and okay. But I think people will relate to the fact that we all have fears, myself included, on in our specific life. Now speak to what God did through that sabbatical where those fears aren't even... Issues. Yeah, well, never were issues.
0: Yeah, what well, I mean, even coming back, I mean, one of the one of the families that that have been here for just a couple months before I left, um, I absolutely fell in love with them. Got to be really, um, or they got to be impactful in my life, and I I think I and theirs as well in a very short amount of time. And just thinking about them while I was gone, praying for them. I knew they were praying for me, but you know, I saw this couple the first week back, and they're like, "Man, I'm so glad you had that rest. I'm so glad you had that time with family." Man, what, what a great example you've set for us as a church. And, man, we were praying for you the whole time. Amazing. And and it's just like, man, they had my back the whole time I was gone. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about anything. Now, were there some other people that maybe wish they could have connected with me? Maybe, but, you know, everyone yeah. is still here and yeah. still doing their thing. And yeah. Jesus is still <laughs> whatever, uh, ministering. Doing the and, dang thing What's yeah, my name. he's doing it. And the momentum piece, man, the team killed it, and I knew they would. And yeah. I feel like we're going into a summer season strong mm-hmm. and, you know, summer, you know, attendance wise is always going to be, you know, uh, a little less. People are busy. You've got a lot going on and vacations and all that. But man, I've been back a few weeks and uh, man, just the presence in the room, even if it's down a little it bit, seemed, man, it, people ex- are just, it actually
1: seems better than the spring, to yeah, be honest. It, is, in the yeah. last couple it weeks. just
0: seems like, yeah, people are engaging way mm-hmm. more, not only in, in uh, worship, but even to the messages, mm-hmm. like they're, they're getting what we're putting out there. Yep. So that, that's that been amazing. And then I've been at this place where, and I don't know if I shared this on a previous podcast or not, but um, I was encouraged by a friend of mine who kind of had a, not necessarily a prophetic word, but a prophetic picture for me. And she just said, I see you like walking in this closet and you're walking into the shoe closet and Jesus is there and he helps you take off the shoes. Did I share this before? No,
1: and I, you've never shared this with me.
0: And... Jesus is there. He takes off my shoes and he sets them down and he says, you know, you've worn these shoes so well. And it was kind of a picture of what I've been doing the last 16 years. Mm. And I'm looking around and there's hundreds of pairs of shoes. And then Jesus says, now you get to choose whichever ones you want to wear. And so kind of like whatever direction you want to go. And Jesus says, and even if you want to pick up the shoes you've been wearing, that'll be fine too. And so just in this moment, just thinking through that whole.
1: Wait, where I missed it. did. Yeah, I hold shared on. this with you. You didn't share this with me. Did, did this happen in like a counseling session? Or? In, in
0: one of my TLP groups, this lady had this prophetic picture for me
1: right Amazing. before about two weeks before my sabbatical. Okay, hold on. I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening right now and you haven't gone through a prophetic counseling session, and even if you don't know what that is, reach out to Shanik or myself and we'll hook you up with someone to do this. If you don't know what it is or it freaks you out or you don't even believe in that stuff, put down your guard and just go through one. I promise you they're life changing. When when you can allow the spirit to speak to you in your own way, nothing can refute your own experience that he gives you. And I promise you it'll be refreshing. It'll be revolutionary for your walk with Jesus. I just did one with one of our interns and he's like, man, I've never had God speak to me that way and show me that kind of a picture. So I just wanted to put that yeah, little no, out that's there awesome. because the, that's, that's yeah. an amazing and, well, story. And what stemmed
0: from like frustration that I had, Yeah. and this isn't necessarily the reason why I took a sabbatical, but I was in this season and I was helping a friend go through this work group. And he was talking about possibly moving to Florida uh, for like six months because he can work remote anywhere. And we were going through pros and cons and I'm just sitting there quiet. And then they, about 20, 30 minutes go by and they're like, Shanik, why haven't you contributed anything. I'm like, well, I'm upset over here. I don't see, I don't hear any con with this guy going to Florida. Just go, you can up and leave go right now. And in that moment, I wondered why I got so ticked, but it's because I've been in this place where now I felt a little stuck and also felt like what I'm doing now was chosen for me that I didn't choose it. Hmm. Even from a young age. And that it's kind of another story for another day because it'll be, well, you've we'll heard be here for a while.
1: You've heard prophetic messages your whole life.
0: Yeah. And just being kind of groomed for this. And so you and felt that like it, was it wasn't your choice. Me, you, yeah. know, and, you know, and everything's always my choice. But sometimes it's just how I felt in the moment. Yeah, and but, feelings aren't facts. Right. I know that. But <laughs> the shoe thing. So yeah, this Jesus and he said, even if you want to put on the shoes you've been wearing, that'll be fine too. And just over the last six weeks, just really contemplated like, man I love what I do, but even more importantly, I love who I do it with and man, I'm going to put these shoes back on and Thank God. just keep going. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. And so, so yeah, that's just part of it. Like, so yeah. all of those fears that I had, I mean, they might've been legitimate at the time that for me to contemplate and think through, but they really had no yeah. significant meaning or impact. They didn't impact my life.
1: I love it. And so Here's how we want to close this episode is we want to give you guys some practical things to think through on how your life, again, this isn't like what's it called when people are like, Oh, that's just a a blank message where you're just going to believe it to be true. And it happens, or you're just going to pray for it. And it'll, what's that prosperity. This isn't a prosperity gospel message that we're talking about when we, we say that walking with Jesus should be easy and light. We're talking about the way that you think and how you operate From the kingdom of God as a son or daughter Mm -hmm. should be easier and light. And so if things are hard and heavy, you need to contemplate how you're approaching those things. And so real practically for you, what does this look like? We came up with four ideas, no matter what profession you're in, or whether or not you have kids or not, or whether or not you're married or whatever stage of life, you can be doing something along these four lines. And the first one is this, is how can you eliminate hurry from your life? That applies physically, spiritually, emotionally. This is something that Chanik and I have done ever since COVID hit uh, last year. Is how have how can we eliminate hurry from our life? And I've done a fantastic job of not even using the word busy when people are like, Hey, how's life? I, I'm, right. I've removed busy from my vocabulary. I've slowed down. I've made certain relationships a high priority. I've made my family a high priority, ministry a high priority. You know, but I've eliminated hurry from my life and I feel like I've done a fantastic job and so from experience yeah. it can revolutionize your life
0: right and so if we're giving people practical tips I mean I think the first thing that we have to talk about is an actual schedule mm-hmm. and I know for both of us like not letting you know life just getting yes. away from us yeah you know, with, with going all over the place, running hundred miles an hour. And so scheduling things out, like I know there, for me, there's a lot of people that, you know, want to connect with me, want to talk with me, want to schedule times with me. And so I'll begin, instead of trying to fill them in like that day or the next day, well, Hey, I, you know, looking through and really considering when I would have adequate time to make sure I'm present in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes I think we want to schedule stuff or get stuff knocked off our list. So we hurry up and get it on the schedule or try to tackle it right away. But did we really give it our full attention? But if we set it out a little bit, even if it, even if we have to make people wait a little bit longer, they will get a better version of ourselves. And I think that's true for everyone listening. Like, Make sure you have those few boundary pieces and set schedules. And so people get the best version of you that they can get. I love that.
1: Seriously, set a schedule, set a schedule for your workout, set a schedule for uh, your, your time with God. And again, that's however you want to experience time with God. That's not like sit in a prayer closet for 30 minutes. I, I find that yeah. boring. But if that works for you, do it, like figure out what works for you, schedule it and start eliminating hurry from your life. What's number two?
0: Yeah. The second thing is just uh, take a few minutes a day to mm-hmm. reflect to pause, um, and really just be Mm -hmm. where you're not having to think through what your next step is, what your next call is, what your next appointment is, where, what the next kid thing you got going on. You know, I know for me, you know, I got it set at two o'clock every day. I get a reminder on my phone. It goes off and what's it say? What's the reminder say? Well, I mean, I don't look look at at it. it.
1: Oh my gosh. Mine's been going off for like three years. Take a 60 second pause. 60 second pause. Yeah. One minute of my day, one minute. And every day at two o'clock, no matter where we are, if you just see me staring out a window, you know, I'm taking a 60 second pause. And honestly, that 60 second pause has changed the the rest of my day because I'm, okay, what am, what am I even stressed about yeah. right now? What, what am I worried about?
0: Right. And so I, I actually don't even like to think, well, what am I worried about? What am I stressed about? I see that, take a 60 second pause reminder deep and I'm breath. like, okay, let me take like five deep breaths mm-hmm. and then just do that a few times and that's it. And Bam. then I move on my day. Yeah. But I'm, I'm telling,
1: telling you, start doing that. Like schedule it in your life to just take a pause, reflect. Maybe it's a 10 minute break every day. And you know, at two o'clock or three o'clock or at one, right after lunch, you know, you grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and you sit for 10 minutes and you just, just be. Yep. I like that you said be. I'm actually, that's my next tattoo in my kid's handwriting, be. Cause I, the be word for me has been, uh, I have three things, be still, be present. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget. Be still. Be present, be satisfied. Those are my three yeah. three Bs. Yeah. So,
0: and I always say, "Be where your feet are." It's yeah. the first letter to our family code. I love it.
1: Yep. Number three is take a weekend a year. If everybody can take a weekend, we know that some people have different jobs and whatnot, and so maybe it's it's through the weekday. But take a weekend a year to not not. This isn't a scheduled vacation. This isn't what we mean. Just a, a weekend where you pretty much do nothing. You don't have anything planned. Uh, on the weekend with like your family in terms of like, Hey, we got to go to this park or whatnot. Like this is a weekend for you.
0: That's why it could be great. If people would actually get away, not staycation, but mm-hmm. one night, leave Saturday morning and get a hotel room for one night and that's Saturday, Sunday, and just go and, uh, rest
1: and revitalize. And we're not talking like, go with your family. If you have a family, like, no, we're I'm talking, talking about, about going by yourself, yourself. Yes. I just wanted to clarify it yeah. for our listeners. Like, Oh yeah go by yourself and hey, you've got a spouse, give your spouse that weekend, you take a weekend. It's a separate, two different weekends, you know, and just completely, you know, get whatever you like to do, get by yourself and do it. Yep,
0: absolutely. And what's crazy is I just got off this sabbatical, but it was filled with so much activity and so much family time that I didn't get that full out time by myself. And so I know I just got back from sabbatical, but while you guys are at camp, I'm going to go for two days. i do not necessarily going to spend the night somewhere, but by myself, two days, I'm going to go hiking
1: and just be in okay. nature. We're, we're applying it. The last <laughs> I, one, what's the last one in the movie? Yeah, this, I'm, I'm just
0: giving people like, you know, little glimpses of it. stuff they can do. I love um, it. The last one is just to maximize and to actually use your vacation time to recharge and Rest. seriously and so for me what I also learned from taking that amount of time off is that I needed five days to fully detach from work mode that like from my routine from my schedules from thinking about what I'm gonna do to turn the light switch off mm-hmm. from work I needed five days and then the next five days were a, like slow buildup to getting full rest day 10 um, man, I was like, man, this is incredible. And I, I kept a journal every day over my sabbatical 40 day, um, uh, transformational journey for me. And on day 11, the first thing I wrote in my journal is man, I finally feel fully rested and I could go back to work right now and be great. Mm -hmm. And so I think I wrote that down and I want to say this on the podcast and I get it. A lot of you might only have a week, But schedule it in such a way where you get a ten day vacation. Mm -hmm. Like if you could take off a Friday and then you get to that the weekend, that next full week, and then the weekend where you can get a full ten days by only taking like five days off work. Man, if you can do that, it will be transformational Mm -hmm. because you need that full ten days for sure.
1: Seriously, so don't save it. Use it. Use it because if his yoke is easy and light, and your life is hard and heavy. What are you carrying that you need to stop? Yeah. So be encouraged, but now actually go do something about some of the things that we talked about today and watch your life change. Yeah. And just rest in
0: knowing that you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.